Hey, this is Margaret Kingston, and I'm about to interview Anthony Pesek. Um, he's the only Senate candidate that we're supporting as part of our Independence Day project, and that is because he is trying to achieve what many have tried and failed to achieve before, which is to take the second ACT Senate seat off uh, the Liberals. So in the ACT, there's two senators. Uh, the voters always elect one Labor and one Liberal, and Anthony has decided to shake that up. So, hi, Anthony. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, so, can you just... I don't think many of, um, of my followers would have heard of you before, so would you mind giving me sort of a, a bit of a, a pen portrait of, of what you've done so far in your life? Sure. Well, um, my name's Anthony. I was born and raised in Canberra and uh, did my studies in Sydney, studied to be a civil engineer and worked in the uh, infrastructure construction industry for a while thereafter. Um, and then I did an MBA and that led me into investment banking in London, which wasn't really the plan at the time. It was something that I fell into. Uh, and uh, in hindsight, it was a good experience. Um, and uh, I got sick of the British weather, uh, but wanted to stay in Europe. And uh, that led me to move to Croatia, which is where my parents had originally come from. Uh, so it's the only other language other than English that I can that I could sort of speak at the time. And so uh, set up a corporate finance consultancy in Croatia, which um, did quite well. And um, I stayed there for about 10 years. And then I, I returned to Canberra in 2015, about four years ago. And uh, yeah, after all these adventures, it's good to be back. So I've moved back into the Western Creek area, which is where I was born and raised. So um, I've just had a quick look at your background and you're a bit of a swinging mm -hmm. voter, but basically a Liberal voter, but not involved mm -hmm. in organised politics. Why would, you suddenly, right. why would you suddenly put your hand up and, and stand as a, as a smaller Liberal independent in, um, in the ACT? Yeah, well, I think that one can only complain about politics so much before they actually are obliged to put their hand up and have a go themselves. And uh, I've, as, as have many people, I think, lately. I've been extremely dissatisfied with what's been going on. Uh, you know, if we look back at the last decade or more of Australian politics, we've had a continuous uh, revolving door of leadership. Uh, there was a time where we used to make fun of the Italians, and I think they're, they're making fun of us um, these days. And, uh, you know, amongst that time, one of the, the primary uh, reasons for the toppling of our leaders has been um, uh, energy policy, which, which no one can seem to agree upon. Uh, you know, it's a very science-based matter and it's been argued by uh, our, our leadership ideologically for so long. And this is a field that I've been investing in for years. I, I founded a renewable energy business in 2015. Um, it's a very science-based matter. So I've just been sick of the ideological discussions about something that should be objectively discussed. So that was the main reason why I decided to put my hand up and uh, get involved. Was Karen Phelps' victory in Wentworth a bit of a trigger? Because I'm sort of finding as I chat around mm -hmm. that that seemed to sort of create a bit of a light bulb moment for a lot of successful people who'd, who'd never considered having a go at politics. Mm -hmm. I think it was. Yeah, it certainly was for me. And I think I, can, I can't speak on behalf of anyone else, but I think that it was a motivator for uh, many of the other independents that we're now seeing uh, putting their hands up. Uh, it's shown that independents are actually um, an option, a viable option for voters here in Australia. There's been a very strong incumbency, obviously, over some generations now between the uh, 
Liberal Nationals Coalition and the Labor Party. Um, and I think in the past, independents have typically been uh, sort of perhaps focused on niche issues or extreme issues, perhaps anti-immigration, or you know we've got Darren Hinch who's focused on justice reform and um, you know pedophilia and, and and these sorts of issues um, that resonate uh, with people, but they're very much focused on on you know one policy issues. Um, now we're having a bunch of independents putting their hand up with a wider portfolio of policies and, and a focus on, um, as overused as the term might be, a sensible centre. Um, in absence of that, I think a lot of voters feeling like they're represented by politicians who do represent the sensible centre with our parties moving away from that into more right-wing or perhaps more left-wing politics. And so it's opened up a, a sort of gap there of representation and Karen Phelps put a hand up for it in Wentworth. Um, that was under extraordinary circumstances, obviously, with yet another leader gone and vacating his seat. Um, but it has shown that, uh, that there are sensible, talented, independent people who are willing to uh, contribute in the political space without being members of, uh, of, of one of the main parties. And so uh, I'm glad to see that that has motivated other independents like myself to put their hand up and um, hopefully this ushers in a new period of politics here in Australia. Well, as you know, there have been many, many attempts over the years to, to take that, that Liberal seat. You know, Canberra is a, a Labor town. But what intrigues me about your go is that all the previous attempts, Greens, Get Up, etc., have tried to take that, that Liberal seat from the left. And it mm. looks like you're playing a different game you're saying I'd like to take it from the 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 liberals by a liberal so I was intrigued that the mm. former Canberra liberal president Gary Kent is um is your campaign manager so so what is happening in liberal party right of center politics in Canberra that that has has allowed you to um to step up and say actually I'm the true liberal you should vote for <laughs> Well, firstly, um, it's, it's often said that Canberra is a Labor town and it's something that I, I'm not so sure about myself. I think that it's true we have had about 18 years of Labor leadership here, which is an extraordinarily long run. Um, and it's also true that there, there is a big chunk of our population here represent, um, employed by the public service. Um, and so perhaps there's assumptions that they're typically Labor voters. Um, if you look at the demographics of Canberra, one would perhaps assume just on the face of it that we're more of a liberal town with the um, high medium wealth and um, you know a high level of education perhaps like a, a, a say a double bay area of Sydney which is typically a liberal voting area. Um, I think that the problem has been more from a Labor, uh, sorry from the Liberals perspective um, that the party hasn't here, hasn't really represented liberal voters once. Um, so Canberra I would I would argue it's more of a sort of um, moderate liberal place. Um, it, it's not a city with extremes. And uh, I don't think that the uh, Liberal Party has really represented voters here very well um, who feel affiliated with the Liberal Party. So there's been a lot of dissatisfaction uh, with people such as myself who would like to vote Liberal but just can't with the current offering from that party. Um, and so I think that that's the sort of opportunity here. And it's not that I think that this strategy works by being from the right. I am who I am, um, and I'm, you know, not catering towards any sort of uh, market that I think needs to be 
you know, attacked here. Um, I'm just being myself and presenting policies as, as you know, policies that I think that I should stand for. Um, but you're right, in the past there has been uh, goes at this. And um, I think like anywhere, Canberra is a, you know, democratic place full of different people with different opinions and all of those need to be represented. So in the past, there, you know, because we've only got the two Senate positions, there hasn't been an opportunity for the, say, the Greens alone to get enough of a quota for both of those seats or a Greens, uh, sorry, Labor to get both those seats or Greens or, or perhaps a Greens-Labor um, coalition. Um, you know, it just wouldn't work. There's plenty of people that live in Canberra who would like to vote for, you know, a Liberal choice as well. And so I just feel that they haven't been very well represented in the past, um, but they certainly wouldn't have voted for perhaps the Greens candidate so that we had a Greens and Liberal senator. So this time it's they've got that choice and, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Well, the current um, Liberal senator is a guy called Zed Sazelja, who is a very well-known figure on the hard right of the Liberal Party and who mm. rolled the moderate Liberal senator, Gary Humphreys, to win pre-selection in 2013. Um, that's what mm -hmm. sort of makes me a bit interested in the seat because you've, you've got someone who is classic hard right that um, is, is exposing the, the fact that um, the Liberal Party has moved away from the smaller Liberals, so, so they're not really represented. Um, are you m planning to mount a, an attack on those grounds? Well, yeah, certainly there's been a lot of dissatisfaction with, within Canberra with um, our current Liberal Senator, starting with his entry into um, the Senate um, with the uh, that situation with Gary Humphreys there. It was a very unpopular move by voters here, in, with, in the eyes of voters here in Canberra. And um, as, as we all know, last year as well, Zed was uh, a very strong backer of Peter Dutton in the leadership coup of August last year. and. Um, I'd argue that that was also pretty unpopular with the majority of Liberal voters in Canberra. Uh, they were quite fond of Malcolm Turnbull. Um, and even if there were leadership issues within the party, I, I think after the Rudd, Gillard, Rudd, um, Abbott, Turnbull, and now Morrison days, um, that was not what voters wanted. Uh, they didn't want yet again another uh, uh, internal bickering uh, within the parties, resulting in a change of leadership yet again. Um, so I think that Zed was the uh, the public face of that here in Canberra, and, and it was a pretty unpopular move. Um, you know, there's been other issues as well. Decentralisation is, is an issue that Zed hasn't really stood up against. Um, it's quite clear pork barrelling by the Nationals to pluck out another government office and yes. put it in a rural area where they think they might lose votes. Um, you know, I argue that Canberra is the nation's capital and it makes sense that these ministries and government departments are based here near one another. I mean, it's the mm. real reason we exist and um, Zed hasn't really been representative of defending Canberra in that regard uh, because he's part of that coalition. Um, so there's been a lot of dissatisfaction here um, with our current senator. When I was sort of doing my background, I hadn't quite realised this, but uh, Zed had promised to vote on same-sex marriage in line with um, what his constituents wanted. Huge yes vote mm. in, in Canberra. And he actually abstained. Um, yeah. I just can't quite work out how he represents that city in, in, in any sort of realistic way. Um, mm. ha, are you going to run hard on, on, on that sort of 
um, record? Uh, look, I mean, I'd, I'd like to sort of focus on my own policies and what I can offer instead of uh, continually bashing <laughs> the uh, incumbents. Um, but yeah, look, certainly that was a pretty unpopular movie here in Canberra. Um, in hindsight, I'm not really sure um, what uh, the strategy there was. Uh, I think most people in Canberra expected that vote to come um, sort of in favour of marriage equality. Uh, so uh, Zed has his views. I mean, we all have our views on different matters, but why, knowing his views, he would promise something, to deliver something that ultimately he knew he wouldn't deliver is quite disingenuous to um, voters of Canberra. Um, so, it, yeah, it is still talked about quite often here in Canberra and it wasn't okay. a very popular move. So, um, in um, Karen's by-election win, she got support from a number of um, Liberals and former Liberals, and Zali Stegall, again, is getting support from um, actual former Liberal Party members and, and Liberal voters. Is that is that playing out in in um, in your campaign? Are you getting um, support from formerly staunch Liberals as volunteers? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's been very encouraging as well uh, in my discussions with people when I'm out on the streets campaigning and meeting people and having various meetings and part of community groups. It's it's been a general the general feedback that I've been getting is that dissatisfaction with the current liberal leadership here and um, and the liberal voters of Canberra that they just don't feel like they're being represented by uh, the current politicians within the Liberal Party locally and and also federally. Um, so it's no secret Gary Kent, as you mentioned before, the longest-standing ACT Liberal Party president, is my campaign manager here, and uh, I've had support from Alex Turnbull as well, who I've known since before my time of thinking about running for Senate. Um, we're both very involved in renewable energy and um, know each other through that space. So he knows that I'm not jumping on a bandwagon in regards to my um, my policies on climate change. He knows that it's something that I'm very close to and. Um, and have been for many years. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, former Liberal members or you know voters that have shown overwhelming support, and it's been very encouraging for me to know that um, that, that I have that support. Uh, I think, as I said before, I think that the Labor Party and, and the Liberal Party should be representing a sort of centre-left and centre-right uh, demographic, respectively. Uh, at the end of the day, Australia is a country where we have, thankfully, in my opinion, compulsory voting. And so if we look at the majority of people, that they tend to sit somewhere in the centre. They're not extreme one way or the other regarding their views on various matters. Uh, and so to have the major parties move away from that centre makes no sense. And that's what's caused this frustration and uh, the the independents that we spoke of earlier on to put their hands up and, and sort of lay stake on that demographic there which which most people feel isn't being represented at this stage so zali and and karen um have basically adopted john hewson's blueprint for a very strong climate change action policy um can you just outline what your vision is for where climate change policy should be in australia hmm. well luckily i think it's uh, it's easier to champion um clean energy nowadays than it was, say, 10 years ago. If we look back uh, when Abbott was leader of the opposition, uh, he was arguing that uh, pro-clean energy policies would uh, increase Australians' electricity bills. Uh, at the time, that was true. Um, the vision then for those that were uh, concerned about climate change was 
whilst renewables were more expensive then, um, it needed subsidies at the time to help prop it up on its feet because imminently that technology would get cheaper and start competing with uh, fossil fuel technologies. Um, nowadays, that's actually happened. We now have clean energy technology, which is actually competing with new coal-fired generation. So it's an easier thing to champion that right now, and we can put aside the ideology. Uh, we can even get to the point of not even caring about climate change itself and just looking at dollars and cents and uh, say that, well, if we're taking on new technology to replace an aging coal-fired fleet that we have here in Australia, that is due for retirement over the next few decades. Uh, why would we replace it with coal when we can replace it with something that's um, cheap now, getting cheaper still, and it's clean? Um, so it's, I think that it's a much easier uh, um, issue to, challenge, um, to champion these days than it used to be in the past. And I think that's why we're seeing people like John Hewson becoming so involved in this space. Yeah. Um, what's annoyed me in the past is this has been um, treated as a left-wing issue and I think that yes. people like John Hewson and myself show that this is neither a left nor a right-wing issue. Um, you know, it's it's just a science-based issue and, a, and an economics-based issue and in both regards we're now being able to objectively champion this. So it seems to be a bit of a no-brainer really. Okay, well thanks a lot for, um, for talking with me. Can we just end off, can you let um let listeners know what your website is and what your top mm -hmm. priorities are in terms of, of getting um, community support um, for your campaign. Okay. Well, my website is uh, au. So hopefully people can spend a bit of time there and we're developing that further and further as the uh, campaign goes by with more detail about my policies. Um, and, yeah, people can sign up there and... Um, and uh, volunteer to help and donate, which would be much appreciated. Um, and, you know, we are focusing on, I'm focusing on championing, championing climate change policies uh, and uh, also championing uh, what's best for Canberra. As an independent senator, I can uh, focus on my voters. I can focus on Canberrans when it comes to federal issues that affect Canberra. So I think I'm hoping that Canberrans see that an independent in the Senate can solely focus on what's best for Canberra and not get distracted with party politics where they might have a conflict of interest regarding the way they vote. Thank you very much for, for taking the time to talk with me, um, Anthony, and, and good luck. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye.